they want everybody to download it so that when you get sick, they can look two yeah. weeks prior to yep. that to tell everybody yep. where they were at. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. This is uh, April April 11, um, the day after Good Friday, the day before Easter. Um, David's here. <laughs> kind of, although I just lost your face. Weird. Uh, we're doing this strangely because um, on my end, Skype, thank you, Microsoft, um, is failing. Jay's with us, too, from somewhere. Hey. Uh, you guys are both still in Quarantineville, yes? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Good, 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 good. That's one. Um, so you, let's see, today is the 11th. Was it Wednesday that your governor has excited, excited ex- decided to extend the stay-home order? Um, until what, May 4th? Is that what I heard? May 4th. You think that's deliberate? Is that some sort of Star Wars reference? Is that me? Yeah, that's what it is. I'm sure that's exactly what he was thinking. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think it yeah, just happens. I, I think it just happens to be a Monday. Oh, you think that's it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Is so, there is there a rhyme or reason behind that, David? Not that I know of. Hmm. Um. What's the sentiment in your state? Are people freaking out, or is everyone like, hey, this is sweet, awesome, thanks for keeping us in lockdown, Governor? Well, I think I think most people love a benevolent overlord. <laughs> I think the key word is benevolent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's uh, it depends on who, who you're talking to and how they're affected. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you've you've got people that have, you know, I have a, I have a coworker who, um, his wife is a child protection worker. They've got three kids; two are in school, and one's a three-year-old. So they have nowhere to send their kids. So between the two of them, they're trying to deal with homeschooling and a three-year-old that, and the kids can't figure out why they can't go outside to play because it's too cold. They can't go to their friend's house, and they have to do homework and. And between the two of them, they're both considered essential personnel, so they have to figure out how to job with their jobs. Well, they can't. So, uh, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. David, uh, I don't know if you're just grind, like scrubbing your phone along the floor or something, but uh, all I hear is... Is that bad? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dragging it behind his car right now. You're not you supposed know, to be outside. Why won't people tell me these these things? Now you do. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks uh-huh. a lot. So we're having to do this call over Zoom, which is our problem. Is our problem. That's better. Yeah. Is that sandpaper you're rubbing on it now? Jeez. Does it sound like it right now? <laughs> not the second, but it did a minute ago. How about now? Which part? I, I, see, I it's, it's always good when you say, okay, how's it sound now? How about now? And then may say, make no noise. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Michigan, uh, after Friday, the Michigan residents will no longer, now Friday was yesterday, uh, will no longer be able to jump in the car or across or across the street to visit friends and relatives inside the state or to go to the cottage up north within with limited exceptions. Uh, that's one what of the grocery store. Oh, I don't know. We'll get there. That's one of the major changes of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Now, was she the um, was she the governor that did the Democratic response to the State of the Union? I don't know. I think uh, so. I, I think so. And here's the when I watched that, I just assumed it was an SNL skit, but apparently <laughs> it was real. And she's now running Michigan. Good for her. Something. Un- a woman in the seats of power. Um. She here's the rest. The story from the Detroit Free Press. Uh, be, uh. Until now, travel between two Michigan residences has been permitted. Beginning Saturday morning, so this morning, today, February, April 11th, 2020, uh, that will end, except for purposes such as caring for a relative, an elderly friend, or a pet, a pet, visiting a nursing home or similar facility, attending a funeral with no more than 10 people. How could you go to a nursing home? They're supposed to be shut down. That's a great question. Uh, The other thing is, yeah. so... um, Elderly people are basically pets now. <laughs> well, no, it says it says that an elderly friend or a pet. Now? So it's possible. <laughs> yeah. It's... Well, oh, oh, it is to you. Or uh, complying with a court order related to child custody. I didn't think the courts were running still. Um. Okay. So wait, wait. Court order. So that would mean like uh, s- swapping children. Kind of. It's my turn to have the kid. Swapping that kind of thing. children. That's better than swapping wives, I guess. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, quote from Whitmer. Say you're a bad, bad seed. Mm-hmm. Quote, all public and private gatherings of any size are prohibited. People can still leave the house for outdoor activities um, and outdoor recreational activities are still permitted as long as they're taking place outside of six feet from anyone else. Wait, they're still permitted? People will still be able to travel to other residences outside the state, but not to cottages or vacation rentals inside the state. So you're telling me if I own a lake cabin in the state, I can't go there? Yes, they are telling you that. That's bullcrap. they're telling you. Who in the world... Well, first that off, what's the enforcement? What's the enforcement? Um... Well, I know, I know in Minnesota, they're asking troopers to start pulling people over and troopers are putting a little bit of a, we don't want to do that mentality out there. Hold on a second. Um, pulling people over for what? Just to ask for their papers? Yeah. This is, this is Russia. No, no, this is not Russia. What is it then? <laughs> well, this is the United States. Prove we might it. be living in similar <laughs> circumstances as Russia, but this isn't Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, however, let's see. Uh, Teresa Carson, a resident of southeastern Clare County, north of Mount Pleasant, said she likes the idea. She, no, she likes the fact that the order would prohibit people from Metro Detroit, where the virus is infecting people in large numbers, from staying at cottages in her area, where there are few cases. 
Uh, our hospitals are ill-equipped to handle a surge, Carson said. I keep thinking that David's taking a shower. What in the world it's are that you doing or, with your phone? It's oh. that or... I know. Seriously. Seriously. I'm not doing anything. Nothing? No. Is it... Where's it at? In my hands. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> Do you have a plug-in headset? Uh, a, a pluggy in headset. Pluggy, wow. yep, yep, yep. Okay, sorry, I derailed that, but I gotta ask mm -hmm. a question. Do you Hello. think that there is a right response to this? Like, I think there's from some who? wrong responses, from who? but I mean, do you really think there's a right response to what's going on? You mean from the government's perspective? Uh, yeah, I mean, you take a look at what your governor is doing mm -hmm. and numbers are climbing. You take a look at what our governor is doing. Numbers are climbing. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what is the right mm -hmm. response? I mean, well, you know, here's, here's the problem. They, they lie continuously to try to get people to act a certain way. The, do you federal government does it, the state government does it. They're constantly not telling you the, the whole truth. Um, and so that causes people to default to believe that the government is lying to them, is not, uh, <clears throat> is not actually uh, being forthright. So what, what do you think the people th think the government's lying about? The numbers. Well, like for instance, about the mass. Oh, well, okay, that, that's true. That started off. Um, but the numbers, like just the straight numbers are... I mean, the speculation was outrageous. Holy crap, two and a half million people are going to die. And then ah, 100 to 240,000. You know, now we're at 80. Now, actually, it probably is going to be less than 60,000 people dead. I don't think people think that's a lie, though. I think that people think, well, look, it's working. Well, that's, that's the way, the it's, way being it's being spun. spun. Absolutely. You're right. Well, sure. But isn't don't you think that the, the large majority of people think that that's like, you know, hey, it's working. Uh, I think the large majority of people that gain all of their information from the mainstream news do. Yes, I don't necessarily believe Isn't that, that. Most people, though, it's a lot of people. It's Absolutely, less and less, though. I do think it's getting less and less. You're right. Um, I noticed Walls just read was it yesterday? Supposedly released the uh, uh, the 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 science, the numbers, the data they're using to get their models. The model, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I don't know if these are like runway models or... Yeah, I'm not that's sure. what they are. Mm -hmm. uh, Brown. Uh -huh. um, I like it when they do steel thunder. Mm. Uh, blue thunder, you ruin, you ruin that one. <laughs> what? You ruin that. It's blue thunder, not... Isn't uh, it blue thunder? Ba back to Michigan. Okay. The, the new order creates a few oddities. For example... It is still okay to travel north to visit a state park, um, but not to go to a cottage or a home. Uh, Whitmer's spokeswoman, Tiffany Brown, confirmed that. Uh, Brown did not respond to a question about how some aspects of the travel restrictions will be enforced. Uh, violating the order can bring a civil fine of up to $1,000. Whitmer said at the news conference that strict measures are needed for another three weeks as the state attempts to control the spread of the coronavirus. Michigan is facing two crises, one related to public health and one economic, she said. If we don't get the health, health crisis under control, the economic crisis will go on and on. It's going to go on and on anyway. 
One of them's going to go on and on. So which one is the most valuable long term? I, I think is the question. Well, I still I still go back. I think that this is an exercise to see how far how far the government can push the people before they the people start to push back before they break. That's I don't know. That's my that's my tinfoil hat. Um, I think that's going to be a continuous push to see how far we can go mm-hmm. or how far they can go. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, even Waltz here in Minnesota keeps saying the numbers are going to still hit a peak. Mm-hmm. We're just pushing the peak out so that we're more prepared. Mm-hmm. So, but here's peak, here's the thing too, is that. It doesn't matter what happens. They're going to push for the same outcome. It doesn't matter what the numbers say. If the numbers go down, they're going to say, see, we're doing the right thing. Keep the course. If the numbers go up, oh, we got to we got to do more. more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it doesn't it absolutely doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. So. um What's the answer? Do we just live in this panic, fear, cowering in place? Or do we say, screw you, government, and go out and do our and just live? I think you're going to have enough people that believe the government that are going to snitch like that doctor. I can't remember where that goes out and tackles the teenager and chokes them (laughs) for being outside social distancing. (laughs) Right. That makes sense. What's well, like is the this, cops is, coming is up? Is this an attempt to get the poli- the people to police each other? Well, totally. Apps, and, and then when you throw in the apps, the the monitoring apps that they're now pushing, I mean, North and South Dakota are teaming up to uh, to join together for the Care. Was it Care nineteen? Uh, what did you say? North and South. North Korea? Dakota. Yes, close. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> The uh, was it Care nineteen? I'm not about to download that app. Are you kidding me? No way. Oh, it's anonymous. The data's anonymous. Is it because you don't like freedom? <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, that that yeah, there, that app or the technology behind that app was created originally in Israel, and they were using it to track known terrorists on a list. Mm. And, uh, so the idea and then, is, if you if they find something that you came in contact with someone, then they can go through your travel history on that. Your travel it, history. It's, it's where basically you, where you may yeah. have infected a group of people. Correct. Correct. It's basically documenting, and it's it's because it's really difficult. People, we have to take so much time and energy to to interview these people and help them remember where they were. That that's the bullcrap logic we're getting from our our governor governor here is oh it it just takes so much time for us to help these people remember where they were over the last two weeks when they come down with this illness. <clears throat> Here's something that's a little bit concerning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I guess I didn't understand that. They want everybody to download it so that when you get sick, they can look two yeah. weeks prior to yep. that to tell everybody yep. where they were at. Yep. Right. So it creates your uh, your log, basically, of where you've been. And so now it, it's, it's um, what's the word? Uh, it's not a big problem. I mean, you know, it, it's not nefarious on the face of it at the moment because, holy crap, it's to keep everyone safe. That's what we need to do. However, uh, it opens the door for constant tracking because who else really, really, really wants that information? Your car insurance company. 
And so, I mean, they already have technically the option of the black box concept, but if they can get it from your phone, it doesn't matter what car you're in now. They know what you have been doing. When you go too fast, you go too slow, you bank hard. There, there's a ton of, of uh, data this phone, these iPhones and s Galaxy devices can, uh, can collect or do collect. So do you think that it's being pushed by insurance companies? Is that what you're thinking? Well, there already are insurance companies that give you better rates if they can uh, <clears throat> monitor. No, 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 they don't monitor. You download their app. And you give it the information about you, your health, your activity, what you do, if you stand up a lot, if you drink water, if you, it's a health app basically. But why? Because it's going to give you a better rate on your insurance. So then what happens is you get this, this, this tracker and then if you're not doing it right, you'll get a little note that says, bing, 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 hold on. Uh, we noticed you haven't been up enough. You should stand up more um, or else your premium's going to go up. That's um. That's a whole. That that's a. I mean, yes, that exists, but that that's a whole lot of mixing of. Um, no, you're wearing like three tinfoil hats all in one right there. <laughs> but see, it's not a theory. It's one, it might be a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. <laughs> one issue at a time here, okay? Well, no, the whole point is they are capitalizing on this little device here that we get to carry in our hand all the time. But, and then the other thing is, logically, why couldn't it go to that extreme? Because you open up one door, what's keeping mm -hmm. you from opening up others, mm -hmm. maybe? Well, and I, I think that is the key, really. Um, this is something else that's disturbing, because we are being told, commanded globally, that six feet is the, is, is the thing. Six feet, six feet, six feet, right? Mm-hmm. Washington. This to Yahoo News yesterday, April 10th. State or D.C.? Uh, it says Washington. <laughs> A new okay. study examining air samples from hospital wards with COVID-19 patients has found the virus can travel up to 13 feet. Twice the distance current guidelines say people should leave between themselves in public. The preliminary results of the investigation by, of course, Chinese researchers were published Friday in Emerging Infectious Diseases, a journal of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They added to a growing debate on how the disease is transmitted, with the scientists themselves cautioning that the small quantities of virus they found at this distance are not necessarily infectious. So, when you see things like this, what in the world are we supposed to believe? Is this just, I mean, if it's true that oh, 13 feet, you bet it can be out there. And, and then here's my other thought. If someone is in a spot and they are in that spot for, let's say, five minutes and they're breathing and maybe coughing and then they leave and then someone else comes into that spot, is that spot now potentially tainted? Just the air or does it follow them? Is it attached? It's got little strings attached to them so it will never go more than six or 13 feet away. So it follows them. It's like big pen. Um, some of that <laughs> depends. I, yes. I mean, if you, if you just think about science, some I don't of that like depends that. on science. How, yeah. <laughs> how humid is the air? Because the more humidity you have, the longer droplets of water can, can linger in the air. Uh, 
so I, I mean, if you, if you want to take a look at the science side of it, there is a science to it, but, uh, so do you think to both of you, do you think that the information coming out has already been pre known, um, but we're being fed crap information at different times in order to change the rules? What or information? Do you think the information is changing because what they're learning about the virus is changing. What information? Hold on. What information on. about yeah. how, it, how the mm -hmm. virus moves, about how the virus can linger, the distance in which it travels? Well, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I personally don't know how much it's incompetence versus anything else because apparently there was a memo from military intelligence back, I don't know, late last year or, or in January um, talking about the coronavirus and, you know, discussing, you know, how it's going to impact the U.S. And either people ignored it or it didn't get to the right people. Um, they've had all these, <clears throat> I mean, you know, there is a principle that, um, that a lot of people uh, adhere to and that is don't attribute to malice when that which you can attribute to incompetence um but all that being said i i find it hard to believe that they can be this this incompetent you, you mean know? the the government across the board yeah in terms of um, it, they act like it's, it's like they want people to respond a certain way. So we're going to craft our message so that people will respond a certain way mm -hmm. versus not knowing it. But then again, maybe it is just raw incompetence, <clears throat> but you have to figure they knew uh, very quickly that uh, China was lying, but well, I remember Tom Cotton did, back in early did. February just railing on them in in the um, the, the House, I believe. Is that where he's at? Is he a senator? Oh, uh, Tom, Cotton. Tom Cotton. Tom oh. I think he's a yeah, congressman. He's a senator, he's a senator in Alabama, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he was just railing on them. But oh yeah, no one cared. Yeah, no, nobody cared, and I, it because they're communists. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, so the left is going to carry their water for them. I mean, they they are, mm -hmm. they're going to, they have been, they they constantly will, yeah, do it. Um, and then the question is, how much of what they're doing right now is uh, is are, are people allowing it in people in power are allowing it to push our society in the direction that they want it to go mm -hmm. that they couldn't do uh, organically or naturally. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're tr it, it feels like in some senses that they're trying to push the society into a very socialist or globalist um, direction very quickly because the, and they're using this uh, crisis as the pretext to do it. 
Why do you think, do you think that Trump is a, um, an unknowing puppet? Because he seems to be going along with this quite a bit and I don't get the impression that he is necessarily a globalist, do you? Who, um, Trump? Yeah. I don't think he's a globalist. I, I feel like he has been um, forced back into a corner. And, you know, because he's, he's now threatening, over, you know, we're going to open up the government. Nancy Pelosi, we're not coming back in April. The White the House will not be back in session in April. You better not do anything, Trump. You better not try to open this economy up until we get back. And he's po- poking at her. Why? I don't know. It's weird. I don't I- and and that's that's the hard part about mm-hmm. all this is that you get so many conflicting opinions so many people with phd's saying different things mm-hmm. in different contexts that it's hard to it's hard to even make a an educational or a, an informed guess on what's going to happen <clears throat> And is that just? <laughs> Aren't they all making guesses? Isn't it all a guess? Well, yeah. Well, it, but it ha- wait a minute. It has to be one or the other, doesn't it? If it's what? incompetence, if it's a guess, then it's not incompetence. If it's incompetence, then it's because, well, I guess never so, mind. So, so is is the well, hold on? Is the is, is the incompetence the fact that the governments are actually making finite policy based on? random wild guesses and early on it was totally random the model was absolutely random and i mean you know what was the hurricane model say at the beginning of a hurricane oh it's going to hit between jersey city and galveston texas i mean that's kind of what it looks like until we start seeing real data and start bringing it back and then actually it's going to let's look at maybe um maybe orlando area you know the middle point panama city uh, and that's it. Oh, nah, that's, never mind. Okay, that goes back to my point, though, that they're just refining the science as they learn more about it. Right, so I'm but, 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 but is, they... the, is the response appropriate, even at the wild imagination, when, when it was clear, Ferguson, is that the guy, the first uh, modeler, when it was clear that he oh, openly used, yeah, openly used data that was a guess, random, There's we don't know, this is just a... a Pure speculation. Spanish flu, probably, you know, data. Yeah, because we've got perfect data from 100 years ago, right? Exact perfect data that we can model against. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a, a huge part of it, too, potentially. You have people who are politicians. Mm hmm. They're in a bad situation. Because no matter what happens, no matter what decision they make, they're going to get skewered by their opposition. Or by and, podcasters. Whatever uh, it takes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're essential. <laughs> Influential podcasters Absolutely. like us. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so I suppose you could say at the beginning, they, they, are doing what's best but then but then the issue comes once you dig a hole how do you get out of it and like an honest person you have to admit you might have been wrong 
And I don't yeah. think they can do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, he's kind of a, the darling of the anti-vaxxers, right? Who? Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh. Uh, uh, he I had a, a post on his Instagram yesterday, 18 hours ago. Uh, why are OG, oh, I assume original, villains like Paul Offit and Peter Hotez, the world's top vaccine promoters, frantically warning us about the unique and frightening dangers inherent in developing a coronavirus vaccine? Scientists first attempted to develop a coronavirus vaccines after China's 2002 SARS outbreak. Teams of U.S. and foreign scientists vaccinated animals with the four most promising vaccines. At first, the experiment seemed successful as all the animals developed a robust antibody response to coronavirus. However, when the scientists exposed the vaccinated animals to the wild virus, the results were horrifying. Vaccinated well, animals... Huh? This lends back to that article that David sent out a couple of days ago that people that have already had coronavirus once are able to re-get it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly so, worse. You know, yeah. I mean, this is going to be chasing down. It's kind of like chasing down the flu. Mm-hmm. Every every split hair change is a new vaccine. And yeah. you're throwing darts at a board in the dark to mm-hmm. try to figure out which strain is coming towards you. Well, and it, it, it he keeps going on. Vaccinated animals suffered hyperimmune responses, including inflammation throughout their bodies, terminating with fatal lung infections. Researchers had seen this same, quote, enhanced immune response during human testing of the failed RSV vaccine test in the 60s. Two children died. Uh, Offit, Hotez, and even Anthony Fauci in an unguarded moment, have warned that any new coronavirus vaccine could trigger lethal immune reactions when vaccinated people come in contact with the wild virus. Instead of proceeding with caution, Fauci has made the criminally reckless choice to fast-track his own vaccine, partially funded by Gates, and seven Gates vaccines without animal studies that could provide early warning of runaway immune response. Gates is so worried about the danger that he says he won't distribute his vaccines until governments agree to indemnify him against lawsuits. Yes. He, he, That's yeah. why it takes so long. Yeah. So Because it actually, if it's not... Uh, if you don't get enough antibodies, it actually does the exact opposite. It uh, it uh, it enhances the uh, impact of the virus and makes it easier for it to get into your cells. Causes a hyper immune response called a cytokine storm, which is what killed oh, kill most of the people mm-hmm. in the Spanish flu. So <laughs> here's the the argument against vaccination. Uh, is one of uh, uh, well, but, it, it's one of okay. Go ahead. Why, why would go you ahead. purposely bypass the body's natural immune um, defenses by a, a, first one of them is your skin, the other is your your nasal system, uh, your mouth. Those are are areas that your body is designed to fight from. Like that's the that that's the front line. Well, we avoid that. We bypass that, and we. We go right through it, and then we put a fake version, potentially, depending or a, a dead, whatever you want to call it, uh, into your body, 
And so we, you have avoided all of your body's natural immune response, um, the, the safeguards up front. And then you put it right in, right in there. And that seems to be the bigger problem because your body does not have the ability to fight it in the, in the natural sequence that it would have had you got it naturally. And that, that, that's one of the reasons that a lot of the, the, the hold on vaccine people, um, that, that's one of the arguments is why would you bypass the body's natural defense systems? But what if, what if, um, a good number of people who do get it don't get enough antibodies to actually fight it off the next time or keep from getting infected, but actually by getting infected the first time, it amplifies you getting it the second time. So what I'd like to know then is... If that's the case, then yeah, then they need to shut everything down. But if that is the case, then they'd better dang well tell us. Correct. Yeah, there, there needs to be some truth to all this. And what, one thing, I the other day I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um, the the uh, the vaccine industry. I mean, they are exempt from and they're indemnified against claim of against liability. That's why Bill Gates wants that. Um, he's not a vaccine manufacturer, and so he's not going to push that out until he maybe becomes one. Because the big vaccine manufacturers, they are totally protected. If you die or get injured from their product, they are not, they cannot be legally held liable. However, I mean, the other flip side. If they spend three years and a billion dollars on something um, and they're not indemnified, who is actually going to produce anything? Okay. Who's going to produce any vaccines? Well, but maybe then the question is, do they actually do what they're purported to do? Well, okay, sure. You know, so if, and here's the deal, if I believe in a product so much that I, I'm willing to t take the flack for it going wrong, it's a whole lot easier to swallow that pill, so to speak, um, if someone is, if you can sue them if it goes wrong. But if you can't, if the government has said, holy cow, these guys, they're doing such good work, they're heroes of the medical world, they are held not, they're not liable. So if they do something wrong, too bad. So to, to me, just just the fact that they have allowed those people to be exempt from any kind of liability legally, it, it to me, it brings a big red flag as to is their product even worth doing because okay. they're not willing but, to stand behind it. Well, they're not they're not they're not exempt from negligent liability. Ab oh, absolutely. They are. You, if, if you are damaged from negligent. a vaccine, you can't you cannot go after the vaccine manufacturer. Right. But what I'm talking about negligent. So there's got to be there's got to be evidence that they followed the 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 correct path and trial form of what they're supposed to do They're there. So negligent means they knowingly put something out without going through the proper testing channels. Well, oh, see, all they have to do is include all the worst side effects in the uh, in the side effect. And then you're good because it, you knew it was in there. It was on the paper. And when yeah. they all include death as a possibility, there is nothing you can do because they have given you, you know what, this could kill you. So, yep, just so you know, but, it could kill but you. But on the flip side, legitimately, mm -hmm. let's say let's say there is a vaccine out there. Mm -hmm. Say there is a disease that will kill 10% of the people. Mm -hmm. They have a vaccine out there, 
everybody who takes it takes that vaccine except for one percent of the people will not die from that disease unfortunately a good portion of that one percent well who have an adverse effect will actually die so do you not give any vaccine for it and allow the 10 percent to die or because it doesn't matter what you do you're going there's going to be people that are going to have an adverse effect so so the question is how do you balance the two hey david i gotta ask you a question <laughs> are you on a roller coaster or something <laughs> why because you haven't your phone is moving like you're on a roller coaster you know, it, How about and, now? can you see me now? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. There we go. That's a better view, that's for sure. <laughs> no, the best okay. part of it is uh, it is that way because he can't leave his house, so he has to at least feel like he's going somewhere. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Plus, if I, if I sit on my hands, I, mm -hmm. I become mute. Ah, <clears throat> I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I agree. I, I mean, I, so is that the greater good? The greater good is we know that there's a potential that this is going to kill 10% of the people that take it. I don't know what the actual allowable number is, but. Uh, here's, here's the question I want. I want people to give actual real evidence that, that can show without, like beyond a shadow of a doubt, that administering a vaccination actually reduces the instances of that disease. I, I want those numbers because from my, all my research, they don't exist. So smallpox vaccines didn't help anybody. Uh, well, if you look at the, the rate of, uh, and polio is a good one that I've, I've seen the charts for. Uh, well, but you, see, that's not, that's not the, necessarily the best. There was a bad polio vaccine. Well, no, no. My, my point is <clears throat> you have this curve Everything's way up here, so a you, peak? huh? A peak? <laughs> sure, let's call it that. It's fine. <laughs> it, 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 you know what? <laughs> we got to flatten this, baby. Um, the uh, let's just say you've got thousand people per hundred thousand die from the disease. I know mumps is up there, measles, all the things. So you have a year. You know what graphs look like. You know from left to right, you have a year. Uh, from 1900 to today, and then you have amount number of deaths per hundred thousand, and that is high in the early 1900s, late 1800s. That's a high number, and that number is steadily dropping as we get into the 1900s and into the 30s, 40s, and then and like a deep curve drop way down, and then you have the advent, the institution of the vaccination for that disease, and then it continues to drop. To me, it is just absolutely disingenuous to say, oh, the vaccine saved us all. Clearly it saved us all. When the graph shows this vaccine or this, this disease, deaths from this disease were dropping over the years due to, I don't know if it's due to sanitation, different food quality, uh, different living conditions for people. I don't know. You could probably look at a lot of those things. But to claim that the vaccine that happened down here is actually the thing that caused it to start dropping from way back before the vaccine was even created and instituted. To me, that information disqualifies the vaccine as the reason that this disease is now gone. 
or less. Yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of in between. I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I and I do believe that there is some science behind vaccines. So I, I'm definitely an in between, but I'm not convinced that uh, the the issues with vaccine or the that there are real benefits of vaccines like your common every every yearly mm-hmm. you know flu vaccine. I don't I don't see the benefit. Um, I also don't see where a coronavirus vaccine at this point, trying to rip it out within the first year, um, I just I don't see that as beneficial, especially if it has the ability to mutate from a a laboratory mm-hmm. version to a wild version, yeah. or hop from human to animal and back. You're going to have mutations, and the vaccines are not strong enough, or not I shouldn't say strong enough, fluid enough to manage that mutation Mm -hmm. i i also want to say um that this is the basic premise of a good number of zombie movies (laughs) yeah uh so i think just for the sake of humanity maybe we should uh, test this out well um because i don't want to have to put my daughter down is she your responsibility anymore uh, no. I didn't think so. You're fine. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, this is the David Allen Show. Uh, Zoom has graciously removed the limit that we were going to have to deal with. Well, good for you. Zoom. Yeah. Can you believe I got a little pop-up on the screen that says, hey, we have removed the limit on your uh, call. Don't you love that? Keep talking. Amen, brother. Talk Amen, brother. Are they... Uh... Listening. This is going to become a rival between Skype, Microsoft, and Zoom. So between Teams and Skype and Zoom and is, is Zoom a, a standalone company? I don't know, but but they uh, they marketed absolutely beautifully, and at the perfect time, they dumped so much money into marketing right mm-hmm. at the front end of this to get yeah. brand name recognition. Mm-hmm. Whether they they're gonna they're gonna weather the storm no matter what because they're gonna come out of it they're gonna talk about how they fixed the problems that were found mm-hmm. I think very brilliant. Well, Thank now you. now they added a a wait what's it called a waiting room when you go to join a meeting because before the biggest concern with schools was you could guess the 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 codes and passwords and jump into some random uh, school classroom and then be a jerk. Or, or otherwise. Uh, and so they instituted a cross-the-board waiting rooms. So when you or guys both called in. A liberator? Maybe what? They were, maybe they were liberators, not, not jerks. <laughs> it's they possible. They were just simply adding to the education. <laughs> it's very lovely. They were giving street cred to the kids that were in the room. <laughs> yes. Zoom is its own company, okay. yes. Uh, this is interesting. A Boston suburb... Oh, uh, before yeah. oh, sorry. Before we get too far away okay. from the coronavirus. Oh, we'll probably get back to it, but go ahead. Okay. There's a, um, if you want to talk, you know, uh, potential tinfoil. Mm, that's how. There is um, a, uh, a rumor chatter out there on what actually this whole coronavirus thing is regarding. It started with Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of the bat. <laughs> Way that's back then, really. <laughs> so are you, you know, are you are you going down the 5G that's a, rabbit hole? 
that's a that's a good guess. Five G or, or Aussie would not be the the correct answer. <laughs> the actual uh, rumor mm-hmm. is that there's a comet coming, and ah, um, the yes. government is doing this to uh, <clears throat> to basically uh, allowing um, all this huge lockdown in order to keep uh, from there being any uh, uh, civil unrest because it's going to hit the earth. So this is a precursor? So basically it's a slaves get used to this because we're going to protect you? No, no. I mean, you're going to die. But it gives time for... uh, uh, For the reptiles to actually get in their holes? uh, The... uh, uh, the powers that be. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. And well. it's it's an interesting concept because uh, over a hundred um, observatories have been closed down for the n- next six to twelve months, and the pretext is uh, the coronavirus. Oh, so it's going to be able to sneak in on us. Yeah. So is this like a meteor that will destroy the world or just America? Um, extinction level event, perhaps something biblical. Oh, well, what do we need? 40% of the population or to die or more? Is that right? Much higher. In, in the Revelation, isn't it? Uh, well, a third of the people on the earth uh, die. Hmm. But anyways... <clears throat> So uh, you guys evidently haven't heard that. <laughs> well, now. I mean, now you have. Yeah, yeah. So we are prepared. I'm going to go get my telescope and start pointing it at the sky. Okay. And that's, gonna, that, that's preparing you how? I can be chicken little. I can be chicken little if that's the case. <laughs> Although, here... Okay, so this is kind of interesting. What? This meteor? Both read this. No, here, this is oh, interesting. Oh. Because of the amount of, because of the reduction in human movement across the globe, the seismic activity mm. has been measured as a measurable decrease globally as well. Hmm. Ooh, ooh! Here's, this uh, is real. That, that's this interesting. Real. Yep, real. Here's here's another weird thought. Is there a chance that these lockdowns are to keep people from actually purchasing cheap gasoline? Because right at the beginning of this, there was the Russian Saudi fight, and the oil prices went through the. I mean, just down in the basement. And now gas is why I think I paid a buck sixty nine the other day. My sister's in New Mexico, buck twenty five down there. Um, but no, you can't go anywhere. So it's not like you. So is this lockdown to keep people from enjoying well, the cheap? Again, you just can't stay in the state. <clears throat> I guess. But then, and if, you, and if you're going from Michigan to Utah, you better have your papers, exactly. and you can't go to or, you can't go to Oregon and go fishing unless unless right. you're in state anyway. But if you're in state in Washington, you can't even hunt or fish. They removed all hunting, fishing in Washington. Well, because meat is murder. Because what? Because meat is murder. That sounds like Washington. That makes sense to me. No, because I think the first thing you do in a pandemic and you want to control people is you control how they can eat. 
if I can no longer hunt, I can't feed myself. So I'm reliant even more on the government to give me food. Nah. Don't nah I, me. I, I read the Donner Party report. They can't <laughs> control my food source. Yeah, but that's limited. <laughs> When you can't go to your neighbor's house. How big your household is in the neighborhood you're in. <laughs> right. New Mexico. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think your premise is any less plausible than mine. <laughs> what, the meteor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, and but... if the meteor comes, there's going to be a third of the population just laying around already barbecued. So we're good. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's interesting. If we can just get like a meteor-proof shelter to live in. Whew, think of the ribs. Uh -huh. right. huh. That's the other white meat Boston a Boston suburb <clears throat> has set up this is interesting one way sidewalks in order to have residents practice social distancing police in Beverly in the north of the city have mandated that locals who are walking in opposite directions along bustling Lothrop Street must now use separate sidewalks so they're not brushing up against one another. Pedestrians are starting to do that too. Pedestrians must now walk against traffic and failure to comply with the new directive could result in a $100 fine. The, the next the next phase is that pedestrians must must walk into traffic. <laughs> you know, it really limits the pedestrian traffic if you do that. Well, you got to figure if there's less people on the planet that die of coronavirus, that's good. And here's here's the other thing. If we are so freaking out about people getting within six feet, how in the world is the cop going to issue and hand you the violation? Why do they have to hand it to you? That can all be done electronically now. Well, if, if your money, if you can't pay with cash anymore, you're right. They'll just jump into your bank account. Or just shoot people from a distance. <laughs> you know, you know? Th that is the value of a gun. Death penalty for parking violations. <clears throat> we'll have a lot less parking violations. That's right, we will. You know, you got to do what you got to do to decrease uh, hey. breaking of laws. And then you got to figure, maybe some of this, ooh, 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 how about this? Mm. Maybe some of this is because the baby, the, the top end of the baby boom generation is costing us too much in social security. So we've got to kind of thin that herd a little bit so that social security is going to be okay. Now that actually makes some sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that was the case, but if, if that actually was the case and this is uh, hospitalizing at least a, a quarter to a third of all people over 80 or basically over 70, mm -hmm. you would think that they wouldn't have done any lockdown. Ah, gotcha. Well, see, they have to appear as though they care. Well, Washington State tried to do it right by just wash, wiping out a nursing home <laughs> all at once, but that just kind of sounded off too right. many alarms. Right. Uh, <laughs> we need to slow this down a little. Yeah. All right, other uh, hmm, headline, um, Congress hears options. This uh, day, uh, Jay, I want your thoughts on this. Only because you're in the tech world more than the other two of us. Um, Americans are being told to stay at home and keep their distance from others in an effort to slow the spread of COVID-19. But the populations that can't or won't abide by social distancing protocols, government officials are considering using smartphone location data to track individuals and how they might be spreading the disease. 
During a paper hearing held Thursday, two days ago, Congress's social distancing method, in which written testimony uh, was submitted to legislators, who then asked questions of the witnesses in writing, um, and gave them 96 days to respond. Well, that's a long time. The Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation heard from big data and privacy experts about the potential uses for location data in staving off a pandemic as well as the potential damage such systems can do to society as a whole if left unchecked. Uh, in his opening remarks, Chairman uh, uh, Senator Roger Wicker, <clears throat> Republican Mississippi, uh, cited reports of mobile advertising companies using consumer location data to track the spread of the disease. Quote, this location data is purported to be in aggregate form and anonymized so that it does not contain consumers' personally identifiable information. Except your location, uh, data scientists yeah, this, are... This has been going on for a while. I mean, what was it, two years ago, Fitbit got in trouble because your tracking information mm -hmm. was available on mm -hmm. and the public and people were, they were creating maps of army locations because of, of uh, soldiers wearing Fitbits. I mean, how many people download Google Maps on their phone and they tap yes to agree to the terms of service, which just means your map availability or your map data is, is only They get, Google. exactly, right. Yeah, so the things you search for and where you go. New. This is just, it's just coming to light and there's no reason the government couldn't buy that data from Google or acquire that data from Google as it is now. I think they're just trying to make it more on the on the front end. We talked about this or something similar. I called. They're this, trying to legalize it into law. Is what they're doing. Yeah. Well, two or th well, basically net neutrality, so they don't have to ask questions. But um, we talked about this a year or two ago on a podcast where I had said there's going to be a day where under under the guise of good reasoning there will be a reason to get an RFID chip inserted under the skin so that they can track your whereabouts, you'll never lose a loved one to be kidnapped again, we'll never have a POW, and it's going to be this great idea. Um, and people will think, well, that's, there's no downside to this. And uh, This is the way to do it right here. Well, how is this any different? I mean, if they can, I mean. No, it's not different. It. This actually is the way to do it. Because right. everyone's freaking out. You scare the people to death like this? They will do anything to make sure they're safe. Well, think about the idea of having everybody gets a chip. And within that chip, it can determine what viruses are in your blood, what antibodies are in your blood, whether you've been vaccinated, not been vaccinated. You get on an airplane and they know if you already have an illness or don't have an illness. Uh, you know, I, I saw something recently, this was before this, I think that Amazon.com was setting up physical storefronts or they were partnering with storefronts where you could walk into the store with your Amazon app on your phone and you walk out of the store and you never hit a checkout and all of the food is, is RFID tagged. So when you walk out of the door, it reads everything that you got and charges so why not just embed a chip in everybody? It sounds like a great idea. Well, uh, I was at <clears throat> Sam's Club with a friend of mine a few months back up in Fargo or in uh, Grand Forks. And uh, I'd ne I've never been to Sam's Club before. So we went and he uses the app to pay. And so as you, as you shop, you scan with your phone and then you do, you walk out the door. 
And then there, there is a lady uh, at the door. It was a lady in this case. It could be a man, but it was a lady in this case, uh, I think. I, I, I'm assuming she appeared as such, but anyway. Um, and they will randomly scan one of the items in your cart, and then they will scan the, the code on your phone. And all that does is it verifies that that one item is actually you paid for it. And that's it. Then you walk out the door. They don't scan anything other than that. They just... And so we're already... <laughs> We're being lulled into complacency with these really convenient things. Apple does the same thing. You can walk in an Apple store when they're open and scan it, buy it, walk out. But Sam's Club has been doing that since they came out where when you walk in there or when you walk out, doesn't matter who you are. They stop you at the door. They look at your... uh, your receipt. Oh, no, that's Costco. Costco does that militantly. You can't get well, out so unless Sam you... Club. Yeah, okay. Sam's Club has always done that. But the, but the difference here is you don't have to go through the checkout line. Yeah, but, I mean, they check you anyways. I'm, it, I'm oh, not no, exactly. But my, my point is, all this is doing is this is another step closer to uh, it's just our money Mark is fake. Beast. It's just convenient. And this is something that's so nice because I don't have to wait in line at Sam's Club because that's horrible. And so it's just so convenient. And then they come out and say, you know what? It's going to be really nice. You won't even have to get your phone out. It'll just automatically, like Jay said, it'll automatically scan and pay for you. When you throw it in your cart and you get past this certain line in the store, you bought it. And then it's yours. You're good. I don't see how that doesn't happen. Eventually. Especially with this panic now, all these grocery stores are putting up shields for their their he, the heroes sorry i forgot for the heroes that are working there going to work every day the heroes um they're putting up shields and so the next step is remove the people so ooh here you go is this another ploy to um make uh, uh ai more viable and more acceptable to remove like everyone freaked out when mcdonald's went to uh the kiosk you could order yourself people lose, lose lost their minds oh you're losing workers have you ever tried to use one of those kiosks at McDonald's? I, I have twice. They're a pain in the butt. Well, of course, it's way easier to go talk to someone. Absolutely. Oh, it's just a pain. Subway has them in their drive-through, and they're great at Subway. I don't know what McDonald's problem is. They what do you suck mean in their drive-through? What, do you drive through and touch it? Yeah. Oh, that would that would actually be handy. Except it's probably really dirty. Ha. Yeah. I bet they're not using them now. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Can you drive through a Subway still? Well, why not? You can drive through Some Burger King. Well, what do you mean they're not using them now then? Well, they're not going to create an app, a place where every, you're touching something that everyone else is touching, right? Oh, I don't know. Which Why not? I walked through the grocery store. How many people, how many other people picked up that peanut butter jar? And- <laughs> well, this is true. Well, it's like the card machine. I mean, heck, I don't want to put my touch the buttons on the card machine now. Hey, I got a question for you, though, Alan. Mm. So we live in communist Minnesota where mm. we're locked down. Mm-hmm. You're in, and you asked us, what's the sentiment of the people here? What's the sentiment of the people there in, you know, in free North Korea? South Korea. <laughs> North no, Korea. North Korea. No. I said that on purpose. <laughs> uh, it depends. I had a, a nurse practitioner. I think she's a nurse practitioner um, from our local hospital. In the other day, talking about something else, and I was asking her, and her thing is, "Well, do you want to get the corona? Do you want to get COVID nineteen? No. Uh, what if your grandma got it? 
So they're kind of freaking out. And I said, well, the hospitals I don't like are just. I don't like my grandma. <laughs> right. Yeah, my grandma still <laughs> has money and I want it. If she keeps living, she's going to spend it all. They're yeah, both, they're both right. dead already. It's fine. <laughs> they're not going to get it. They're dead. Um, but I was talking about the hospitals, you know, because they're losing money. The Rochester, May, the Mayo Clinic is laying off people like crazy. They're cutting pay. They're trying to make up a $3 billion shortfall so far. Since uh, May, that's, March, that's March. not Mayo alone. That's all hospital, right? No, that was Free Mayo Mayo's specifically. Oh no, Mayo's it's every hospital. Uh, that well, no, every hospital's having a problem. But I thought that number in that article from NPR News uh, was. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look you, it up. You look keep it up. Talking. You go look it up. Um, and she said, "Oh yeah, we're down. There's no one in the hospital. No one's allowed in unless you have corona symptoms, and then it's questionable. Uh, and so they're everyone's. She said, "Oh, everyone's getting a pay cut." Everyone's having their pay cut right now at our local hospital. They are hemorrhaging money because yep. the the government has shut down all electric. And I read the the executive order yesterday from our governor. Uh, they shall stop all non life saving elective medical procedures in the state. All of them. They must. They shall shut them down. Does that make but- sense to anyone? That three billion dollar number is Minnesota hospitals collectively. Okay. Uh, okay. So does it say break down how much is Mayo specific? Two point eight five billion of the three. No, I'm no, it did not. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, Excellent. Okay, but interesting here. So. You've got hospitals though that are petrified to bring patients in too, because there was just a. There was a patient that died in Minnesota, uh, north of the metro. Um, I, I don't. I think died yesterday. Thirty-eight-year-old male. Okay. Now, he smoked and had asthma, so he wasn't the healthiest of people. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he attempted to go to the clinic twice and told them that he had symptoms. And twice they told him, "We're not going to test you. Just go home and and die. Take care of your symptoms at home." Mm-hmm. And finally, his symptoms got bad enough that his mother drove him to the emergency room and he died two days later. Holy cow. So you're also having these cases where hospitals and clinics are terrified to bring somebody in because it opens the floodgate. Well, okay. Let me use a little analogy here. It'll take a minute to set up, but I got this message from... um, uh, Sorry, I'm making some notes so I don't forget something. The comment? (laughs) All right. Uh, I got this from a friend of mine sent this message. It was from a a, a special forces. He's no longer in the military, but he does uh, private uh, elite shooting schools and stuff. Uh, Talking about this COVID-19 thing, he says, you know, it's all... Schools? He's ex-military and he he does private school shootings? (laughs) Yeah. No, shooting you schools. Wanna, you might want to set that up a no, little bit. Shooting better. shooting schools. Not school shootings. Shooting schools. He shoots schools? <laughs> yes. You know, David, what that kind reminds of me of the you movie. Have? <laughs> David, that reminds me of the movie of the jerk when, when the cans were getting shot. <laughs> yes. He hates cans. <laughs> 
Okay, continue your story. So t- talking about all the measures that have been taken by government, he says all these questions uh, will be debated and, uh, and political pressure will be placed on different sides uh, and eventually decisions will be made. We will suffer tragic losses, but our country will get through it. Though the losses we will suffer sadden me, it doesn't scare me. He says, let me explain what does scare me. Americans giving up our constitutional protected freedoms so willingly. I'm not about... I'm not talking about governments that put out, quote, orders, closing down certain venues, direct us in best practices, etc. That's all okay and very appropriate. But when the same government makes it an actual crime to do anything that is protected by our Bill of Rights, it is not okay. Educating, public announcements, peer pressure, even public shaming and boycotting, all those are fine to get people to comply. Giving up our rights is not. This is not something that can be taken back. If it happens now and the American people accept it, it creates a legal precedent. Then any future politician who wants to take those rights away again can just say, quote, well, there has been legal precedent. All they will have to do is argue that it is close enough to the previous instance. And then the next time, close enough to that. Of course, each will add to the rights previously taken away because that is just the way our government operates. Eventually, Americans will just accept our government can take away our constitutional rights whenever they feel it appropriate, quote, to protect us. That will be the end of our freedom as we know it. Do we really want history to look back and point out that the eventual downfall of the U.S. Constitution all began due to the decisions made by us during the COVID-19 pandemic? Americans sacrificing all the freedoms fought for and paid in blood so many by so many. Let me be very clear about something. America was founded on the principle that our freedom was much more important than our lives. That's what led to the American Revolutionary War. We paid American blood for the price of becoming a free nation. That is what Patrick Henry proclaimed, give me liberty or give me death. That was the reason we sent our greatest generation overseas to stop the Nazis. Okay, I disagree that they were the greatest generation but anyways continue <clears throat> that was the reason we sent wave after wave of americans finest onto the beaches of normandy as omaha beach ran red with american blood more americans followed after them so we could continue to be free that is why we have been fighting a war for almost two decades now so we could be free from terrorist oppression on american soil If you were to ask me how many terrorists I have killed, I would not be able to tell you, but it doesn't bother me. If you ask me how many times I have put my life in danger for our country, I would laugh and tell you I had no freaking idea, and it wouldn't bother me. If you ask me how many of my buddies died for my country, I would not be able to give you a number. Names, stories, yes, but I would not be able to give you a number. That would bother me. Not because I couldn't give you a number, but because they are not numbers. They are soldiers who gave their lives for our freedom, not to save lives, for our freedom. So let me ask you a question. Why are we so willing to give up our constitutional protected freedoms? Why is there not more public outcry? Are Americans really that scared? So in light of that, in talking to, you know, the idea that that, uh, we fought, we, I didn't, Americans fought and died for freedom. They didn't fight and die so that a disease wouldn't kill their neighbor. They fought and died for freedom for the next generation and the next generation. So right now, the sentiment 
uh, by the medical profession in this town, at least from one person I talked to, is oh yeah, oh, the soldiers now are our doctors and our our our, our nurses and doctors. They're oh. the soldiers. They're our heroes. They're the ones on uh. the front lines. But if they're on the front lines, why in the crap are they turning people away who need help? Well, that doesn't mean that every single person is doing that. And I mean, that might, but you know, more and more though, hospitals are laying off staff across the country because they have no work for them. They're not allowed to bring them in. So my thing is soldiers back in the war in world war two, they didn't go, Oh, it's going to be scary. I don't, I can't do that because it's going to be scary. The reason why they're laying them off is that they don't have any money to pay them. They're not a country. They can't print money. Well, I understand that. The point is that they would stand up to these governments saying, don't let anyone in your hospital. But it seems, no, I mean, I, the way the guy is, is painting it makes it seem like, it seems like a false narrative in the sense that um, any anything that the government, like I, I'm, I'm with you in terms of if the states had done like what uh, uh, Trump did, giving directives, mm-hmm. but not making it legally binding. Right, it's not a crime to do it. Exactly. So, like, what? So you're talking about like what the governor of South Dakota did, com- relative uh, compared to the governor of Minnesota. I personally, yeah. I would be more inclined, but this is what they should do. They're very good at, at, you know, uh, uh, crafting messages and whatnot. You do the whole public shaming kind of thing without making it. uh, Oh yeah. If you want to go out and do this, yeah, you can be a douchebag that, you know, that's, that's your constitutional right. Right. Um, but you're still a douchebag. You know what I mean? Right. But, but, but it's not the cop coming down to throw you on the ground and arrest you yeah. because yeah. you did that. It's just someone yelling at you saying you're dumb. I, I, I agree. The problem is our society won't, doesn't allow, but, but our society it doesn't allow uh, bullying anymore. And so that's not acceptable. It's better if the cops beat you up. So that's considered bullying? Well, it is to the anti-bullying crowd. It's the same people that say you can't use the word retarded because it's bad, even though it actually has that real, actual meaning. Well, it depends uh-huh. on how you use it. But in, Okay, whatever. <clears throat> it actually means something. But, right. Um, so, I, I don't know. This idea that our new... our uh, our um, New sold the heroes of the front lines of this war. And this idea that it's a war. What do you guys think about that? I mean, Trump talks about we're fighting this disease. It's a war. We're in a war uh, with know, the corona. He used that language. I think the reason he used that language and he continued to repeatedly use that language is because Marketing. it made it much easier to get Congress to open up the checkbook. And also it's marketing. Allow- yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that was a mistake at all. Yeah. That was, that was, I think that, um, see, I, I don't come at this that from the, from the perspective that this was an intentional creation, uh, in a lab to try to, um, generate fear. 
I, I think that this is probably a legitimate virus. Maybe it was created in a lab and it was leaked incorrectly. But I do think that the response it's being is a response that is extremely politically motivated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we did our first podcast on this three weeks ago, I said very similar to what your buddy was saying, that this is just politicians, the powers that be that are trying to figure out how much can they push us yep. before people push back. Yep. And, you know, there was a there was a question that was posed to um, uh what's uh, dusty johnson um congressman yeah. that, that was a very similar question which was you know do does it alarm you that there's been this much control implemented against the people without any people pushback mm -hmm. um i think that is very calculated i think president trump's response is exactly what a president would most likely do in a campaign year when he's eight months from attempting to be reelected is he is a fiscal conservative that would much rather say we're not going to spend money, but he's not going to have that be what pulls him down in a campaign in eight months. Yeah. So the idea that he was willing to put $2 billion on the line and he's talking about how there will probably be another $2 billion or trillion more. trillion. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Trillion. Sorry. <laughs> you had the wrong letter. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went back to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> I, but I do. I think I think this is absolutely an exercise in what can we get away with? And, and I think that there is a level of how do you I mean, when you are when you're in a leadership position at that level, how do you determine what your correct response is? Because if you respond too lightly and too many people die, then you're criticized. But I think in today's world, if you re if you respond too heavily and the the numbers don't fall in your camp, so in this case, not as many people die. Well, then they get to take credit. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they get to say, we did, look how good we did. No, no. Right. In the words of Walls, look how great you Minnesotans did. We're so proud of you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But that still creates the precedent of what they get to do next time. Oh, and without doubt. Yeah. This is a this is going to be Pavlov's dog reaction of they need to, they now are watching the media. You must know that they're playing the media like a fiddle. Say how can we generate fear and how much extra fear do we need to generate in mm -hmm. order to exert more control? Mm -hmm. Well, I I just uh, <clears throat> saw where is it at? Earlier. I think for a lot of people, especially more on the left. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this is not necessarily a calculated thing that they do, but just the way they think, the way they uh, uh, basically moving stuff forward for a lot of them, mm -hmm. you know, because because you see you see so many people on the left are just don't have any problem destroying the economy because they've never really worked for a living. They've never owned a business. They've never done X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, so it's, <coughs> I don't know. 
I don't know how they're going to stop this because nobody's going to come out and say, Hey, we made a make a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. No, we, so, so then even the, the people that don't want to take blame for it, they're, they're probably more likely to be committed to doubling down on things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's not like there can ever be another statesman in the United States um, because <laughs> wait, who was the first? Shallow and superficial people are. Ah. All right, if you guys uh, look in your chat window in 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 this interface that we have, I just sent uh, <clears throat> an image. I want you guys to tell me that this is from a local uh, medical facility uh, in your state. No, I didn't get anything, but go ahead. I mean, either. Really? Go to the chat. No, no, no. The chat within this call, gentlemen. Yeah, I don't have anything. If you go to the chat button, really nothing there? No. There is nothing here. Testing. So there's no... Go to the file button. You see nothing? Testing. It's at the very top. It's from me to everyone. It says testing. Yes. Okay, well, sorry. That's all it says. There's nothing above it. Outrageous. All right, here's what I'm going to try then. Because you're using Zoom, we should have used Skype. Here, I'm going to share that real quick. See that? Yes. Nope. You don't. Do you see anything for me? I see it. What? What do you see? Facebook. I see a picture of the healthcare workers yep. at, yeah. in a particular clinic in a small town in central west yeah. central Minnesota. And they're all lined oh, up there. six feet apart, kind of. <laughs> and, and one of them is <laughs> holding a sign that says, I stayed at work for you, and you stay at home for us. What does that well, mean? She's a, she's a doctor. Well, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. That... Um, <clears throat> I don't like that that sentiment. I I agree. I well, okay. Wait a second. Because because here's what we've just done in our society. We have created you do your classes. job, and because you do your job, you're a hero. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that here's the deal. The whole sense the, of what a hero is. These people come into contact with contagious diseases all the time. And I've never once had them have a hold of sign that says, I came to work for you, so you just stay home, slave. Not once. Until this. Yep. And so they get to they get to chastise the rest of the community for having the gall to maybe go outside and work and make a living and be able to feed their family. Well, I I will have to say They get to work. Why my, can't we? My whole point about uh shaming, public shaming. Yeah. I'd be Far much more okay with them doing this than the government coming down and shutting everybody down. Okay, uh, I, I agree. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. Yep, yeah. But then, what do they do if people, dumb, dumb slaves who didn't stay home, uh, decide to actually come into their place and need help? Are they there yeah. for people still, or do they turn them away? <clears throat> Some places are turning them away. I know this is a problem. 
How much collateral damage is acceptable? It's only it's only a problem for the person that's been turned away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't right. care. It doesn't bother me. Oh man. I'm not them. Mm -hmm. All right. We're gonna have to wrap this thing shortly. I have a couple more thoughts or stories I want to talk about real quick though. Okay. The ultimate middle finger to the establishment is what? Um, <laughs> Burning Man. Burning Man oh. is the ultimate anti uh anti capitalist, anti government. I you were say disco. Well, there's that. Uh, sorry. So I mean Burning Man was established to get away from government order, right? Government control, top down yeah. government. They can kind of not work together. Socialism. It's what is no. It's not socialism. What it's is so it called? So that you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. You want. Well, <laughs> Burning Man is canceled due to the coronavirus. And here's the piece that cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going virtual. Are you kidding uh, me? That is pretty funny. <laughs> Burning Man, as you know, it won't happen this year due to the pandemic. This from TMZ.com. But there will still be a festival, just with way less dust and fun, it said, probably. Oh, Organizers of the annual Art Phenomenon yeah. held in the Nevada desert announced Friday they were pulling the plug to avoid a possible COVID-19 outbreak. The event... Yeah, it is interesting. That's not, until, that's not until the fall, right? Burning Man? Isn't Burning Man in the fall? Uh, August 30 to September 7. So late summer. But that's still, we're still talking five months away. Well, I, four and a half yeah. months away. Well, there's another uh, article I saw earlier that um, communities are canceling all their 4th of July events now. This yes. thing is not going yeah, away that. quick. That was on Drudge Report. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but they're not postponing this event like Coachella. They're instead moving it online. The Burning Man camp, built and torn down each year in the middle of nowhere, is known as Black Rock City. And the organizers say they're going to try to create a virtual BRC. But they admit we're not sure how it's going to come out. Duh. First off, are you going to drag a bunch of people to be flopping about in nearly nothing clothing? Out in the dirt to show on camera? Because no one's going to watch a burning piece of wood. No one's going to sit there and watch the, the tower go up. They're going to have to film someone. Well, the whole point of Burning Man, and when it comes down to it, is so I can uh, eat, drink, and be merry without any consequences. Yep. So, I can so we're not talking more. about the old Salem's Witch Burning man right where this is something different well you know sometimes it, it it's blurred the lines okay. are blurred alan you may want to read that text message that david just sent that could be worth mentioning um and while you read that i will i'll just drop this little this little piece of factoid out that um so of all of the professional sports that have been canceled and are losing money did you hear that Wimbledon is actually the only professional yes. sport at this point that has pandemic insurance and they're set to make like $140 million because oh. of the loss? Wow. Yeah. Who in the world built that insurance policy? Uh, probably Lloyd's of London. So, uh, yeah, you're probably right. David, you sent uh, a, a screen grab of YouTube's latest uh, community guidelines. Their yeah. policy. There's yeah. a quote. Now, any content that disputes the evidence 
or transmission of COVID-19 as described by the World Health Organization and local health authorities is in violation of YouTube policies. This includes conspiracy theories which claim that the symptoms are caused by 5G. No more tinfoil hats on YouTube, y'all. What in the world? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to cut down about uh, three quarters of all content. All you're going to have is are like puppies and, uh, yeah, not much more. Joe Rogan, bye-bye. <clears throat> okay. Well, he will probably squeak by because... Uh, he had that guy from University of Minnesota Michael on, Osterholm. Yeah, who really was a, a fear monger about this thing, saying how horrible it was. And he cl- he's all in, on board. And I think Rogan is on board with the panic. And so I don't think uh, he'll be out because he's got enough. Um, he has enough of the right people on. Could be right. So just back to that Wimbledon thing. Yes. They started paying pandemic insurance 20 years ago. Oh, so they're just getting back their money. Perfect. I mean, I. that's kind of, you know, forward thinking for an organization. So maybe 20 years ago, the founders of Wimbledon figured out that coronavirus was going to exist. It's coming. (laughs) They have motive, you know. You could be right. (laughs) I think um, I'm intrigued to see how the response... Uh, Hold on, hold on. I hear sandpaper again. What in the world is going on over there? What? That's better. That's better. As um, as the virus itself starts to kind of die down, mm-hmm. which it hasn't yet, but it will, the the global response to the economic impact of this is going to be very interesting. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's going to be very telling. Hmm. Oh yeah, um, I've seen. I haven't followed it closely. I should do a little bit more research, but uh, I've seen that there have been a couple of instances where trading has, has stopped because the bottom has fallen out too quickly. Um, They just halt all trading. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to take that as a quote because I, I'd want to do more research. Well, they have, they have computer, uh, uh, algorithms that if it incre- if it decreases by a certain percentage, uh, trading is halted for a certain amount of time. But yeah. like 80, 80% of all trades now on the stock exchange are done by algorithms rather mm-hmm. than actual people. Right. <clears throat> so it's not pan- panic, but yeah. So it's, it's AI panicking? No, In no. Well, but there the thing is <clears throat> arbitrage. It's yeah, it's based on data. Who inputs yeah. the data? And that's the key. It's just like these models. I mean, you're basically giving it parameters to work within. And Run so if the people putting in parameters are pa- panicking, then yeah, it's going to freak out. Hmm. Uh a PSA I just saw on um 
the interweb. Uh, not voting for Trump is a vote for Biden. Well, of course. Uh, oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, gorilla lady, Jane Goodall. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jane Goodall today said... Uh-huh. Um, Where's the quote? That was her nickname in high school. Uh, it, it is our disregard for nature. Because she wouldn't shave her armpits. And our disrespect of the animals we should share the planet with that has caused this pandemic that was predicted long ago. Because now, we- wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So if a religious nut job goes, well, excuse me, if, if somebody says that this... If somebody claims that this is God's method of cleansing the mm-hmm. earth, mm-hmm. they're a religious nut job. But you don't shave your armpits and hang out with gorillas, and you it's you're a trendsetter. Yes, truth, truth teller, I believe. Yeah, that works. Because as this quote continues, because as we destroy, let's say the forest, the different <laughs> species of animals in the forest are forced into a proximity, and therefore diseases are being passed from one animal to another. And that second animal is then most likely to infect humans as it is forced into closer contact with humans. It is also the animals who are hunted for food, sold in markets in Africa, and in the meat market for wild animals in Asia, especially China, and our intense farms where we cruelly crowd together billions of animals around the world. These are there the, a theory that HIV came with sex with monkeys? Is she the one that started that? These are the conditions that create an opportunity for the viruses to jump. HIV started in her? <laughs> no, you got to ask Fauci and Burks about that. They were all together during the HIV thing. Oh. Did you know Dr. Fauci owns a whole bunch Why of... Why did you use air quotes when you said together? <laughs> <laughs> It, um, he owns a ton of patents uh, in reg- maybe not literally two thousand, but uh, several uh, regarding um, the way uh, HIV medication works. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. So Jane Goodall claims that the reason <laughs> we have this pandemic because we disrespect the animals. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, is that why the comments on the way is because we disrespect the animals? Amen, brother. <laughs> Easter is tomorrow. Is one of the most important days in the Christian faith. One of the highest attended church days of the year each year. But this year, if you live in Kentucky, attending that service while under the state's stay-at-home order will find you tracked and flagged by police. Governor you know, and flagged? Are they going to use dart guns? What the heck does that mean? Uh, <clears throat> Governor Andy Bashir announced the policy during his Friday coronavirus briefing, during which he was open to about his frustration with the churches that have not agreed to suspend services. Police will be monitoring record and recording the license plate numbers of people who attend, who choose to attend mass gatherings, like Easter church service, and then health officials will be dispatched to their homes to put them onto a 14-day self-quarantine in order to ensure that each person's decision to attend does not kill someone else, said the governor. Bashir began by saying that the virus is still very deadly, even the social distancing that is already in place, even with it. Uh, Quote, but it would be so much more deadly if you weren't doing what you're doing, he said, and how it is deadly is being spread through people, especially through crowds, 
I hope everyone knows that even on the weekend like this, we cannot have in-person gatherings of any type. I want to thank our faith community out there, said Bashir. We got a lot of churches in this state. We're down to just about seven that are thinking about having an in-person service. And we absolutely cannot bring people together in one building like that because this is how the coronavirus spreads. And that's how people die. It is on every individual. That's what our other orders are about. Not to go to a mass gathering. It's not just the person that's holding it, but every individual that goes on to one of these will spread it to other individuals. Did you hear the panic there, in that? Um, I did. I, I think something. I don't know if it was quite that violent, but I think that uh, I think that Cuomo said something very similar last week about synagogues and Passover because there was some because Passover was last week. So oh, there was Cuomo threatened else. to re- revoke their ability to operate permanently if they didn't obey, yeah. and then he had to walk that back because you can't really do that. How do you think this is affecting the church financials? I mean, oh, when you bad. Get, you, get, you get a whole ton of churches that make a lot of their money on Christmas and Easter. You uh, know who's making money on this? Stripe, PayPal, Square, Venmo. Oh, yeah. They're now just raking it in because everyone's got to go to an online digital platform. Is that how churches are turning their their tithing? Oh yeah, Is through, really mm-hmm. okay. online? Yeah. Now, I like like at our church, we uh, people mail like they'll send it in the mail, um, but it's in the mail or online. We have two options now <clears throat> because but we don't have we're not ever open the physically. Church that you attend has had an online option for quite a few years yeah it's on but the majority of people didn't use it because we have offering boxes on the wall in the church and so people would that's where almost all the giving happened but now we don't have that and so it's moving to a digital side or they're just mailing in their their corona covered paper Is that, is that like the back in the the desert <laughs> storm days of the anthrax <laughs> yes yes yep uh, so, okay, so I, I want your thoughts, and then we'll uh, kind of wrap, because we this is longer than I wanted, although it's good. Um, can the government demand that churches do not gather? Um, you say can. Of course, uh, they can demand anything not, they want. Not, Constitutionally, yeah. can they? Like, legally. I don't know if they can constitutionally demand that the church not hold a church service, but what they can do is they can make it not legal for individuals to attend. Well, that's I, probably I, more 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 uh, violation of the Constitution than the other, isn't it? Well, it's kind of semantics. I mean, if you can stop somebody from going from one residence to their summer home in <laughs> northern Michigan, that's true. Can't you stop somebody from from you know? It is going to church an essential service because they're not infringing upon your religious freedom because you're allowed to pray and worship at home with no problem. Well, and then plus, if um, if they're telling everybody over uh, a certain number of people cannot, absolutely cannot um, meet together, then right. it's not necessarily just a strict violation of uh 
church and state. It's just, you know. Well, but, but on that thought, though. That's the pretext. Um, the religious component of that is something enshrined in the Constitution. Like, not infringing on someone's freedom, right? And the right to the people to peaceably assemble. These are specifically mentioned rights that, are, that we have given to us by God that the government cannot infringe upon. So well, at, at what point can the government infringe upon it and it's legal? Well, so, yeah, so I mean, this is why war was, was used. Well, if people, I mean, like you can't uh, take somebody into custody in your own house. That's not constitutional. But if there's a warrant or whatever, they can, the government can come in and take you into custody so the question is one of due process and i wonder because i i really don't know uh i wonder in the constitution well didn't didn't jay send us something like last week or the week before about how states can do certain things but the federal government can't Right. And the reason why, uh, you know, Trump didn't uh, make these uh, declarative statements on on how people have to respond, but states. Right. Gave directives for the governments to use. Right. Yeah. So uh, this might be something that um, is deferred to state governments. So it might be, um, but almost all state constitutions reference the federal U.S. Constitution and say right. basically their constitution can't supersede or or uh, the the. Uh, I the don't know where the safeties in that. I I don't know enough about my constitutional law to know where the exception language falls into place, but when. When you're when when you are exercising your right, and that and your right infringes upon my safety or my right, then your rights become limited. So, and that would be, you may decide that you're going to start a church and you're going to restart the sacrificial system and follow the sacrificial system of sacrificing firstborns because that's the way that you interpret the Old Testament. Or you worship the god Molech, and that's what you do. That's fine, too. Well, that does not fall under the guise of uh, religious freedom. So I would imagine it would not be very difficult in a court of law, because they're not picking on any one particular church or religion. This goes across the board for universal policing that by a hundred people or more attending a church service, those hundred people are now infringing upon the safety of the other people that they touch back in the community. On a uh, technical note, <clears throat> what is the technology that Utah is using to send a message to anyone that gets in their borders? Witchcraft. <laughs> they, they say geofencing. They said geofencing. But is that well, would that be the system? So when you're inside a certain physical area, then it just mass sends out a message to every device. 
That would be off of a cell phone tower okay. and it can be geofencing. Yeah, geofencing will do that, but it's off of a cell phone tower and your mm. location. Is there a way, uh, you know, because Utah, that was the deal. Uh, if you come into their borders, you will get a notice from them give, linking what? you to a, a form you must fill out and declare your fit health state and what you're doing in the state. What, and to your point earlier, um, and what, you know, the things that you've been um, uh, talking about, <clears throat> uh, Alan, I, I cannot believe that they would require all this. I mean, this to me is hysteria for the, for how many people are getting sick and actually dying. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was a 30% fatality mm -hmm. rate or something, I could see them doing stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, but this is just, this is getting, this is getting out of hand, you know? Well, think about every truck driver that are, is moving essential supplies yes. has to travel through Utah. Well, here's the other piece. It's now illegal to text your, be on your phone when you're driving. So what do they get? Now everyone must stop and pull over. Are there checkpoints? So is, this is this a trap to get? Oh, you answered the question. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And what happens if you don't? What if you ignore the text and you just don't do it? Because your phone is not a... Witchcraft. <laughs> your phone does not point to your license number. Right? It shouldn't. But do you think they can't find you? If they know that you entered the state, do you think that state patrol could not then find you? Okay, so then here's the thought. Is the question, is there a way... I mean, I know in MailChimp, you send out mass emails. You can get feedback on how many people open. I don't know if you can get direct, like, this person opened the email or not but you, you can get oh, numbers sure. that yeah. say the government doesn't have any way to track what you've done on your phone you're, you're right no <laughs> no no what i'm wondering is will, will they be able to know okay this message went to this imei number whatever phone code no, and they I'm and sure that number that technology doesn't no, exist and anymore. that number did not respond is, is that a, a reasonable next step that they can implement and actually open that door? Because you know it's there. On, it depends on how much they have been able to exercise a right with the cell phone carriers because a cell phone carrier can definitely tell you who got a specific message and mm -hmm. and, and, what they, and how they that. interacted with it? Of course they could, mm -hmm. sure. Because your phone, I mean, your phone carrier is an internet service provider and they know where you're going or where you're not going. So sure, of course they could. Hmm. Well, why don't you travel to Utah and <laughs> check it out? Let's do, let's do this again in four days. And if you're present, then we know that you got away with it. If it's just David and I, well, then we know. Or maybe your first phone call could be to us and we'll right. podcast it. Oh, man. All right. There's a million more things we can talk about, but we'll have to do it another day. This is the David Allen Show. Uh, the day before Easter, Resurrection uh, Sunday. Yes? 
I, I can't bail you out. I'm, I'm going to be out of work at least till through the end of the month. So, but see, the government kind of on your own. No, the, extra, you're, you're getting, getting six hundred dollars extra a week. Come on, David, you are rolling in it. Yeah, me, but I don't want to share as a, it. Exactly, me as a <laughs> single entrepreneur business owner, am screwed. Oh, uh, but um, not that. No. <laughs> on, on my in my state, mm-hmm. uh, when I applied for uh, unemployment, mm-hmm. they had for uh, affected by COVID nineteen on there, and I know other states have been um, issuing or uh, giving money to people who, uh, you know, own their own business and whatnot. So I would apply. Now we'll look at it. Yeah, because what what what's the worst that they can do? Say no. Yeah, but then you know? yeah, it's just I would getting the government involved. I hate them. You I'm should so apply, sure. and you should use Jim's address. Ooh, that's and my name. <laughs> no, 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 just some <laughs> random guy. As soon as I said it it's as well, just, it's just a random guy. It's no big deal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, uh, next Wednesday, I have uh, our local mayor coming on for an interview on another podcast I do. Ooh, how are you going to uh, mock him? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. I, I need. Which uh, is good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I know. Uh, I I appreciate that him he's uh, agreeing to come on. Uh, our governor, on the other hand, her people have not responded to me because I think that she might be afraid to sit down and have a real conversation. Because it's sure. easy when you have a press conference and you basically get to ask, you know, you allow the questions and then you get to say, here's our answer, and you move on. There's no right. back and forth about that. And I, want, I have right. questions and I'm trying. She just won't do it. So do you have any uh, questions I need, uh, I, I should consider for the mayor? Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I do. Do you think, when did you stop drinking <laughs> or when did you start again? Um, what about, what about questions that, uh, maybe not necessarily about this, about the, the virus or or the itself, but, um, how complicated is it to be a part-time responsible party in a small town where people are looking to you for leadership and you're making decisions that are trying to follow federal politicians? I mean, what is the weight of responsibility that he feels he, is it a he? Yeah. So what is the weight of responsibility to that? I mean, and, and does he have any sense of um, resentment towards the state's governor or shame towards the state's governor for putting that decision on his shoulders? Because that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the governor of the state you live in made a decision. I'm going to let cities make that decision. And now you have part-time city mayors of towns of, you know, 5,000 people or less trying to make these massive decisions. That's that's a hefty weight. Is there a resentment? Hmm, that's a good question. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well... Any it's last Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, yep. 
Okay. Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Time. All right. Any uh, th- that will be on the uh, the interview podcast, which is on the Y Milbank uh, podcast network, ymilbank.com. You can go there, find all the podcasts that we do out of the studio. Uh, I do think that the natives are getting restless. I, I think that I think it's going to be difficult to continue to sustain this, mm-hmm. um, especially if the weather doesn't turn warm quickly in these parts of the world, so that people can get out of their house a little bit more often. But yeah, but you're not allowed to in some of these states much. I mean, you are. They claim you are, but if you aren't doing the right thing, if you're not properly doing it, then they will send you home. Yeah. Put you I, back inside, I, I back in your cage, that. slave. I do get a sense that the natives are getting restless. Mm-hmm. I do see that. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts, old Dave? Dave, Dave-o? Uh, really? No. That's good. I like it. <laughs> so perfect. David, your wife is in is is in healthcare. Is she still working? Oh yeah, she'll. Well, see, it's a it's a nursing home, so it's not like. Um, so unless I'm, she works for the nursing home that is in Washington State, she'll continue to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what is their you protocol know, in the, the event state someone? Of Minnesota actually has on their COVID nineteen situation. Uh, uh, update they have a list of all of the nursing homes that have had people who actually have COVID-19 in it so it, it lists which ones are the ones that, that if you want to get it you can go to yeah and is that is that where if I were a funeral home I would want to advertise right right okay yeah. You're telling me they haven't already advertised in those places. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> they They're have liaisons for them all. <laughs> hey, thanks for inviting me on today. Absolutely. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Um, I think that'll do it. Uh, this is a brand new one. DavidAllenShow.com. This is a brand new one from Dead by April. Brand new, brand new. It's called Memory. Is it about a comment? Yeah. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. Stay healthy and avoid the corona. See ya.